From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 98 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I am here with my co-host who just returned from the D23 Expo, Cody and James. What's going on, guys? What's up? Hello, hello. I'm just going through names right now for nicknames for Jason. I'm trying to figure one out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a nickname on here. So um, how about Juicy, Juicy Jason? <laughs> no, I was, no. I was no. thinking uh, Jiggy with it. Jiggy, <laughs> Jiggy with it. <laughs> there, about, I'll take I'll take that one over Juicy. <laughs> and how, about, how about Juju B? I was Juju thinking B. just Jason. It's just Jason. There's Jolly just B. Just Jason. No, just Jason. Be. Can't be just Jason. And just he, just so everyone knows, everyone calls Cody Commander Cody because of uh, past experiences with other podcasts. I think, right, Cody? Is that what we, what we said? Yeah, yeah. And I I guess it, it really stems even further back from that. I think I was in the third grade. I had this librarian that always called me Commander Cody. And I'm like, yeah. that's really cool. But at the time, I didn't grow up with Star Wars. <laughs> I had no idea why he was throwing Commander in front of my name. So I was just like, I just kind of went with it. But now, nice. being 25, so, I know where it comes from. And then so, we have Jellyfish James, right? Jellyfish James. We've told yeah. that story before. So yeah. we need a nickname for Jason. So maybe yeah. we should have the listeners send in some ideas. <laughs> yes. I mean, I like and, Juicy. Juicy Jason sounds <laughs> no. great. And he's bringing that up because on our on our screen too, like when I when I see their names, it's Commander Cody and Jellyfish James, and it's just Jason. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, if you have an idea for a nickname, Jigsaw I mean, if, Jason. If you didn't want to be called Juicy, then why are you wearing those pants? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you could see my pants. And who said I'm wearing pants? Last time we were recording, he wasn't wearing any pants. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. So, yes. so let's get on with the show. <laughs> Not that kind of show. <laughs> so like I mentioned, James and Cody just returned. They they went out to D23 Expo uh, yes. last weekend. And I kept uh, looking for you because I thought for sure you would show up at one point or another. And I was yeah, very un- disappointed. Yeah, I unfortunately, just- I couldn't. I, I could have probably made it out there and then fly home Sunday night. But it's, I would have just got to go to the expo Sunday right. and then fly back one day. It just didn't seem, uh, I guess, worth it to just go for the one day. Right. Uh, I mean, so, it's a long way to go for, yeah. for a day. But it, yeah. If I was living in Vegas, I, yeah, I probably, I could have made it work. So, uh, right. So, are but yeah, you- I, I'm planning on moving to Vegas. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> That's not the plan, but you never know what could happen in the next two years before the next one. There's um, there's a house for sale like two doors down from me. Actually, oh, two yeah. houses for sale, two and from, then three doors down. Oh, there's a we house can all, for sale three three houses down from me. We could all move to Logan. 
Yeah. There you go. We could. No, the plan will be for 2024. I'll make sure I uh, get my leave in early. You know, if I'm still at this job or wherever I may be. Um, did they, before we get into your guys' experiences, did they mention anything about the next D23? Did they? Um, making, I, I didn't see any announcements of any dates or anything. So yeah, I don't remember them saying anything about it. No. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So let's get on with this and, uh, just tell me what happened. Yeah. How was the trip? How, cause you, you I mean, you got a couple things. You guys both went down there. You got to go to Oogie Boogie Bash. Yep. Uh, I think your first day there was what, Disney plus day. Thursday plus day. Thursday, yep. Saturday, Thursday. Uh, which makes no sense to me. It should be November 12th, but anyways. Whatever day they um, want it to be now. <laughs> I, know, I know. Next year, hey, Disney Plus Day, July 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a day. It's Disney Plus Day. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus Day, I will, before, because you guys are probably going to do most of the talking because you were there. Disney Plus Day, a um, couple things were released on Disney Plus, obviously. Uh, the two things I was kind of excited for is Pinocchio live action. Uh, I'll say excited just cause I was you know, eager to watch it and I I'm, I'm still not finished with it. I got 20 minutes left to go. It's that uh, good, huh? Yeah. I just, I just haven't had time to sit down and watch it. Um, six days later, you're still, yeah, I'm still watching. Uh, I will say, cause I'll probably talk about it next ep- episode more in depth, but I am not as disappointed as I thought I would be, I think is the way I could put it. Uh, it's not as bad as I thought, you know, cause I, if you listen, I wasn't a fan of them reimagining Pinocchio. Cause that is my favorite animated car, car, cartoon. I will say I do like Tom Hanks. So, um, him, him being in, I guess is kind of a little saving grace for me, but, uh, it's just not as bad, uh, as I thought it would, you know, there's some different scenes, some added scenes, some things that are different than the, original and then the other one i watched was thor love and thunder again i was kind of like excited to see it but i had heard so many bad things about it i guess Uh, but it was actually fairly entertaining i it was i watched it i've watched it twice i I watched it once throughout the day while i was working and then uh we sat down and watched it i think calvin was with me or maybe it was maddie uh we watched it uh it had some it had some funny parts um right um but yeah, so I got to watch those two movies, and then off the topic of Disney Plus Day, I discovered. Have you guys ever seen a movie or a TV series on Disney Plus? I think it's called The Iron Fist or just Iron Fist. I have not it's, heard of that. It's it's Marvel. It's Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel. And I was scrolling through YouTube. I went down some some uh, the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, and I came across this clip of this of a scene from the movie, and I was like, I I I heard the name. Uh, I think his name is Danny Rand. Uh, they called him Danny Rand. It was just, he was like a homeless guy, but he was coming back from something. So I was like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. So I Googled the name Danny Rand and I came up Iron Fist, Disney Plus. So I started watching the series and it's from 2017. It's actually pretty good. It's one that I had never heard of before. So it's one of those chance. Netflix Marvel projects. Uh, yeah. Netflix had several Marvel series, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Um, yeah. So Iron it was, fit. it was actually pretty, you know, it, it, I'm not gonna say it's the greatest, but it was one of those ones where you watch the first one and then you're, you get to the end you're like, well, I got to watch the second one to see what happens. And then you got to watch the third one to see what happens. And so it kind of, 
it, it kind of keeps you entertained or interested throughout. So check it out. Cool. Uh, so let's talk about day 23. Uh, you guys just start rambling. Cool. Cody, go for it. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Um, uh, thing, things you enjoy, things you maybe didn't enjoy things, uh, you wish they would have did or they didn't do or, uh, you know, funny moments or, uh, scary yeah. moments, you know? Yeah, sure. So, um, I don't know about you, James, but maybe it makes the most sense to kind of go day by day and give our thoughts and experiences day by day. Um, so I guess prior to D23 even starting, which it started on Friday, Right. Um, James arrived in California late, late Wednesday Super night, late. I guess. Stupid yeah. late. He texted me the next day. Yeah. He told me what time. Early, he got there. Like, like I was, Thursday like I was morning. joking with you guys thinking, Oh, I hope I get there by midnight tonight. I was, I was joking. Oh, you weren't I didn't, even there. Leaving. I didn't get there till two o'clock in the morning. So was, technically he got there on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which the sad thing was, is. Tyler and I had already gotten <laughs> up and started making our way to the Salt Lake City Airport Thursday morning before James even got checked into his hotel in Anaheim. Yeah. I'm sitting was, there, I'm like looking at the, the clock and I'm like, holy cow, I can start texting them and talking to them as they're getting ready to go to the airport because I'm not even at the freaking hotel yet. <laughs> oh. And then I was like, and I got to pick him up from the airport and like in a few hours. <laughs> He's like, good night. Like, See you in like four I like, hours. I was like, Disney Plus Day sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess suffice us to say, James did not take advantage of the early entry for Disney Plus <laughs> subscribers. You know, I was uh, going to, but as I was crawling into bed at 2.30, 2.45, I was like, there's no way I'm going to go over there. Traffic must have been pretty light, though, once you got toward getting closer though oh yeah yeah traffic yeah. wasn't bad when we when we drove in um, yeah bonus of driving at 1 30 in the morning in yep california yep and i'm kind of bummed because for disney plus day and i knew last year they did something similar because we were there on disney plus day last year too um both times last year and this year just totally by accident we just took, happened to have reservations and then found out about disney plus day later mm-hmm. but last year i think they passed out regular hats or something like blue hats caps. with disney yeah exactly like baseball caps yeah and this year they passed out mickey uh, hat. mickey, mickey ears. ears yeah yeah mickey ears they look pretty cool and i was kind of bummed with once i found out about them because i was like oh that would have been good to have yeah i saw pictures of the ears i saw pictures of i think buttons Buttons, yeah, um, I got a button because they still had buttons at the end of the day. Oh, okay, they didn't have the ears though. No, yeah. they clearly didn't make as many ears as they did buttons, which obviously one costs a lot more to make than the other. But yeah, and I, I think, think it's buttons... interesting that on the announcements that they made of what would be happening in the park for Disney Plus Day, hats, Mickey ears was not mentioned. Maybe obviously that was intentional, but. Yeah, I was kind of bummed too. I was hoping that by the time we got Tyler and I got down to Anaheim and James picked us up at the ho- at the airport and we got checked into the hotel and Tyler and I uh, jumped on over to the park because I was hoping that maybe they'd still have some hats left, but they didn't. Yeah. 
So you were there for Disney Plus Day, but really didn't. I did. I did have a blue dusted churro during the okay. day. Oh, you there did you get your churro. That was a special item, and I ate about half of it before I realized that it was making my lips all blue. Yeah, we. <laughs> and so then I was like, "We could have told you that was going to happen." I was like, "Dang it!" Like, oh, so I threw it away because I was like, "Well, I don't want to be walking around with blue lips." Looked so. like you were frolicking with a Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't That's one way any, to put it. That's one way to put it. Rumors, Cody. Come on. <laughs> So yeah, but it was you know it, it was cool. I that was the one thing that I wanted to do was get the the blue dusted churro. I did get it, and as soon as I got it, that was the first thing Teresa said. She said, "You know that's going to turn your lips blue." I was like, "Nah, I'll be careful eating it." And yeah, apparently I wasn't that careful eating it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to. Never mind. Yeah. 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 Keep it clean, Jason. Let's Keep move it, it on. Let's move along. <laughs> so uh, I guess the most significant thing that happened after getting there was our. Make your moment photo capture. Capture the capture your moment. Oh, capture your is officially what it's called. I think okay. that's officially what it's called. Okay. Um, I guess I was a little skeptical that these pictures were going to turn out any they different. Out good though. Any different than any other photo pass picture that you right. get in front of the castle or whatever. It was good though, right? These looked like professional quality pictures i mean the guy comes out with the camera but you can tell he's got a nice lens on this camera and that's really what makes the difference when you're taking pictures with a camera like a like a nikon or something like that like an actual camera not just your phone it's really the lens that makes the difference not the camera unit itself per se Um, but you could tell he had a quality lens on there and then they had um a separate he had a person with him with a separate like flash so that way they could direct light uh or adjust the lighting in the area to how they wanted it and he he'd snap a few pictures and look at it and be like oh no i need to adjust my my saturation or my contrast or my exposure what have you um move over here with the flash he's telling his his assistant and they are great looking photos uh to the point where what James, what did you say? It cost like a hundred bucks. It was $99, $99. I would gladly pay for $99 for the quality of photos that we, that we received to like, if I was trying to commemorate a special occasion or even just be like, Hey, you know what? Let's we're here. Let's get good pictures. You know, me and my mm-hmm. wife or whatever. I gladly pay the $99 for how good those photos were. Oh yeah. And just so everyone knows, everyone that's listening, this is, so this is a thing that Disneyland offers now. Disney World has offered it in the past too. I know they offered it at the beginning of the year when I was there. I tried to get reservations for it, but I couldn't. So you have to make reservations online. Um, and it's basically like Cody says, $99 and you get a photo pass photographer and their assistant apparently, and you get 20 minutes with them and they will do basically whatever shots you want to. We went into this. I went into this not really knowing what to expect, but wanting to see what it was like. Um, I've seen online where you can bring different props and stuff if you want to. You can do different things. You can request different things. So we really just kind of did whatever he suggested. And it was cool, I think, the things that he did. And even at the end, uh, and Cody, you were were there at the end. I, I got the feeling that 
if he wanted, if we had asked him, Hey, let's go over to Tomorrowland and take some pictures at the entrance of that. I think we had time that he would have taken us over there and done that too. Like he, he took us to several different parts. And then at the end he was like, Hey, is there anything else you want to do anywhere else you want to go? Any, any other place that you want to get your picture in front of a certain backdrop or whatever. And, right. you know, we didn't really request anything at that point. So I don't know what limitations there are that surround that. Like if you're like, well, yeah, can we go to galaxy's edge and get nice pictures in front of the millennium Falcon? I don't know if he, a has the time to take us all the way back there. Yeah. B if he's even allowed to take us that far away from main street or whatever. Um, right. But if you, there's like that kind of tangled area bathrooms by that fantasy fair theater. Um, you know, that's kind of a very pretty area. Like we didn't get pictures in front of that, but I, it was not very far off from where we were. So it was like, Hey, can we grab some pictures here? Cause we walked right past it at one point. I'm sure he right. would have been like, yeah, sure. No, no problem. Let's do it. Um, cause we got pictures in, in front of the train station, uh, the town square side of the train station. Um, and then we got some, in front of the Mickey pumpkin on main street. And then we got some further down on main street, uh, looking towards the castle. And then we got some closer to the castle. But the nice thing about it is we weren't kind of in the middle where other people are trying to take their photos for the castle. He kind of brought us back behind one of the little themed tower projection stands that they use during the fireworks shows and stuff like that. It's a gated area, but there's a like a, or I guess it's a fenced off area, but there's a gate in the fence for people to get access to that little projection booth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he took us back there. So we kind of had our own little area to stand in, more or less get unobstructed pictures in front of the castle, which was really cool too. That we right. weren't fighting for space with people in the background or whatever. So... I thought it was a very pleasant experience. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, so that's one that. of the things I was waiting to hear from James about. Uh, because I had heard about it, and it is called Capture Your Moment. Um, and as of right now, it's only temporary. It's only through October 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if they're going to extend that or, you know, bring it back again or. Uh, Ho- hopefully they do. Yeah. So I was, I was waiting to hear from James because like it was his first time. So just figure out what, you know, what exactly you did. I didn't want, I didn't want 20 minutes of pictures sitting in front of the castle. But once I found out that, Hey, we, we started here, we, we walked down here, we went here, we went there. Yeah. I jumped on and made a reservation for Monday. Uh, next Monday, we've got a reservation at 1105 in the morning, um, to, to do it. So, and it, and uh, it was cool. I mean, obviously, you know, Cody and Tyler were there, me and Teresa. And, you know, I mean, he doesn't know how we're all related. He just assumes that Tyler and Cody are our sons. So, you know, you say, hey, let the brothers get in here. You know, the parents mm-hmm. come out. And then you say, okay, now the parents come in, the brothers sit to the side. So he was doing all kinds of different combinations. And I, and I know that he would have, you know, anything that we did, if we would have said, hey, I just want to do this, you know, I'm sure he would have done it. I mean, he was very right. open to doing whatever. So Cause Cause we I, did, I think it was definitely worth it. We did group shots of the four of us, me, Tyler, James, and Teresa. And then like James was saying, just him and Teresa and then just Tyler and myself. But then he was also like, hey, do, do you guys, meaning me and Tyler, do you guys want to do individuals? And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, 
why not? You know? And so then he took the time to capture a few pictures of just Tyler and then of just me. And so that was, that was cool too. So that way Tyler and I both had something to take away from it. That was not just a group shot, which, but they all turned out great. So, and then as far as getting the photos, if I, if I buy genie plus that day, I'll have access to the photos, right? Well, see, I'm not exactly sure how that, works because I was reading on it before then. And I, and I thought that I was reading that, uh, doing the service, you need to purchase Ginny plus in order to have access to the photos. But then I noticed before we took the photos, cause Teresa and I did some pictures right at the entrance because the Disney plus day, you know, they had the little sign and stuff out there. And I noticed that those were just coming through to my account without any watermarks. And all the pictures that he took came through without any watermarks. I didn't purchase Ginny plus Now, I have upgraded my pass, which the new pass is supposed to include photos, but technically my new pass doesn't take effect until October 2nd, so I'm not really sure if they were included, not included. I don't know if it's because it was Disney Plus Day that all photos were included for... I really don't know what's going on, so I don't know. I I didn't pay for Genie Plus, but all the photos were there. I think if I recall the... The inclusion of the photo pass perk for magic key holders was something that was going to start on whatever that uh, beginning renewal period was for the people's that passes were on the verge of expiring before they made all those announcements a few weeks ago. Uh I think that perk was going to start then regardless of if it was your time to renew or not. So I think you being a key holder no longer have to purchase Genie Plus in order to acquire your photo pass photos. I think because you gotcha. have the magic key that that perk uh, is immediately available. Was immediately available to you uh, without having to wait for your renewal period. Now, I haven't gone on in line and looked myself at the terms and conditions for the capture your moment thing. But it seems a little janky to me that you're paying $99 for this. And now you have to then go and pay $20 if you don't have an annual pass or whatever the discounted price is. If you do have one to get the downloads of the photos, you think that they would just, you're paying for this already. They would just say, let me link it to your account. Here are your photos. So, so two things that I'm finding real quick as I'm looking online. Number one, it says photos are not included in the price of your personalized photo session. However, you can download your Capture Your Moment digital photos if you have one of the following Disney PhotoPass entitlements. Disney Genie Plus, Disney PhotoPass for one day or for the week. And also right below that, it's interesting because of what you said a minute ago. Hmm. Please, please note that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is not offered as a photo session location. Interesting. <laughs> so you can't go back to Galaxy. I mean, it's funny that they they specify Galaxy's Edge not being offered. So does that yeah. does that imply, or can you assume based on the exclusion of Galaxy's Edge that anywhere else in Disneyland is available for you to ask? It would That's seem seems funny. like it. If you can't, I mean, with that with that particular line in there, then yeah, it seems like anything else should be open. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know. So we got to decide where we want to 
Yeah, I, 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 I would want to do like the train station area, you know, town square. Well, uh, you know, it's make cool our way down there. Yeah, because of all of the decoration right now for Halloween, it right. was great. Like Cody said, in front of the pumpkin and, you know, yeah, it was all great. Well, it was nice because this was also a different angle and placement than a, the typical photo spot is for right. Pumpkin Mickey. Because we were like right near the flagpole when he was taking our picture in front of Pumpkin Mickey. So Mickey was kind of off-centered behind our shoulder but you could see the entire Mickey, but we weren't like right up next to him. So I thought that that was almost a better stylized photo than just the normal pumpkin Mickey shot you get by standing in line for it. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a question. I, I, I was wondering as you guys are walking and, you know, stopping and taking pictures, did people try to stand in line thinking that it was a photo pass opportunity like uh, for them to get their picture taken or. I didn't notice anyone trying to get in line, but I did notice right. quite a few people kind of looking at us like, why do they have their photographer own. just for themselves? Yeah. Right. Especially where he had the person, his like assistant or whatever with carrying the, you know, the, right. the flash and everything. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I noticed us getting looks as well. People trying to figure out, oh, like what's going on here? Who are they? Why why are they doing this special thing? So you you kind of brush them away, move on, move along peasants. Uh, We just said, (laughs) make way for the talking Disney podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was because I knew about the photo shoot and I was possibly going to be there. That's the only thing I was bond about. Well, the whole D 23 thing, but we, we could have got a picture of the three of us and it would have been cool for the three of us. Yeah. A couple pictures in there too. That's what I was really hoping for as well. So, so I'll take a picture. Did you get one by yourself with Cody? Cause I can Photoshop myself in there in the back. We did not, but if we're going to be doing Photoshop and we can, we can (laughs) do some stuff. I'll put, I'll put Cody's face on Teresa and then I'll put (laughs) my face on Tyler. (laughs) We'll, we'll uh, do the we'll do the one that I put as my profile picture, but we'll Photoshop Jason in there kissing me on the cheek. Cute. I I can give it a try. I can give it a try. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I think the greatest part about that is imagining Jason trying to take a picture of himself kissing <laughs> kissing the air so he can Photoshop it in there. <laughs> Yeah, just like that, Cody. Just like that. <laughs> Snap a screenshot right now. Get, get Cody on the other side. Uh, James in the middle and each one of us kissing his cheek. That's funny. That was the all, right, so you guys, all his dreams came true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Just one other quick thing that I'm looking at on here. Photo memories in a magical city. It says if you want more time to strike a pose and more photo options, you can book two capture your moment sessions back to back you'll get 40 minutes with your photographer and the chance to visit at least two different disneyland park photo locations so i was just reading that as well because it sounds like even you guys just had one session but you had a couple locations you stopped at yeah yeah Yeah. several places we stopped i'm just i'm just worried now when we go if you know we we, because you met him at the mad mad hat or whatever shop or whatever on main Main street Street, right yeah If we get there and he goes, okay, uh, let's go to the castle and we'll take 20 minutes of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so yep. we'll see. At least we'll they'll see. be really good pictures. Yeah. 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 They so. should be anyways. I mean, ours were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We said James, James sent me a couple. So, um, so I showed them to Marsha and she's like, yeah, let's do it. Well, and so. especially like, 
There was no editing involved on those pictures. Like that's just yeah, right off the camera. So they look yeah. great. Yep. All right, so talk a little bit about Oogie Boogie Bash. That was Thursday night, right? No, no Saturday. Saturday. Night. Do you want to do you want to start with day day one of D D twenty three before you get into Oogie Boogie? We're still not done with Thursday. Hold your horses. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to shut up somebody, this episode. Somebody <laughs> tired and wanted to get to bed. Holy cow! I'm trying. To, I'm trying to direct you. I'm trying to move you along in there's the right just, direction. There's, there's one other thing right. I wanted to mention. Then we can oh, go move ahead. on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Blue Bayou. I know the last few times ja- James <laughs> yes. has been to Disneyland, he's had things to say about Blue Bayous. Thursday night, we, the four of us, we went to Blue Bayou. Um. Anything you want to say about that, James? It was great. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So oh, no, me, no me, creepy me, waiter or tapenade or whatever it was called, huh? Well, the waitress <laughs> was, was a little creepy. <laughs> she was, you know, the waitress was funny. So, so actually, now that you mentioned that, the waitress actually was. She was a little funny, quite humorous, right, Cody? Because she yeah. was like, because she's there to <laughs> to take our orders. And she asked Teresa what she wants, you know, and so she says, I think she says, I'll, you know, I'll start with the salad. And then she says, and the waitress is like, okay, is that it? And it's like, well, no, that's just the salad. (laughs) (laughs) So so then she, she, you know, she said, oh, I'll take the, uh, you know, the whatever. And then she's like, okay, did anyone else want anything? And it's like. No, we're going to share anything. Like we're going to share her salad. What do you think we're here for? What, why do you think we're here? Like, yeah, we all would like something. <laughs> we just came to watch Teresa eat. She doesn't let she doesn't let us eat. We have yeah, to watch her. It was really odd, right? It was just yeah, the way she phrased it was just and and it was it was funny going in too because Teresa and I were thinking, you know what, we're gonna stay away from the fillet this time because we know they don't do the lobster tails anymore. And last time we added on some grilled shrimp and it was okay, it wasn't great. And that olive tapenade that I've been talking about for so many times is just freaking nasty. And uh, so we go into it thinking, you know what? We're looking at the menu. And it's like, man, there's not a whole lot of stuff on this menu anymore. No. And we're thinking, you know what? They've got, uh, how do they put it? Like Sustainable like fish. Sustainable fish. Yes, yeah, sustainable fish. So we're thinking, hey, we're going to get the sustainable fish. I mean, I don't know what that is. Is it salmon? Is it halibut? I mean, what is it? It's got to be something good, right? So, so as the waitress starts talking to Teresa and she does the salad thing. And then the waitress says, did you want anything else? And she's like, well, yeah. And she's like, so what fish do you have? And the, and the waitress is like, Oh, it's a uh, ahi tuna. <laughs> and it's just seared on one side. Now, Teresa is not any type of a, uh, uh, sushi or raw. Like when she gets her steak, it's gotta be well done, butterflied, extra well done. Like it's gotta be done. That so as soon as the waitress sent to pasture, Exactly. It's it's way past the point of, of being uh you know cooked. So, so no sushi, huh? So no sushi. So as soon as you should I mean Teresa's look on her face when she realized that the <laughs> sustainable fish was, you know, basically raw tuna, uh was was quite funny. And to me, I, I will eat ahi tuna, but I wasn't really going there that night thinking that I was gonna be eating ahi tuna. So immediately I'm thinking to myself, dang it. I mean that's not really what I was thinking, but it's a family show, so <laughs> I'll keep my I'll keep my words clean right now. So then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to try the stinking fillet again because that's really all that there's on there. I mean, they got jambalaya, and I don't even remember what Monte else Cristo there is. sandwich. 
Yeah, the Monte Cristo sandwich. You don't even which... have like the the half chicken anymore. No. No, that's what I had last time. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up ordering the filet without the tapenade. I told him to just leave the tapenade off of there. And then Tyler was getting the jambalaya, which comes with shrimp, with grilled shrimp. And I told him, I said, hey, tell him you want your grilled shrimp on the side so that I can get it and I don't have to pay extra, which he did. And my dinner ended up turning out great. I mean, the steak was fantastic without that nasty tapenade on there. The potatoes were good. And the potatoes, they put like some kind of a spicy tomato sauce uh, on the plate and then the potatoes on there. And then some kind of a like a Parmesan. It basically had like potato Parmesan. Yeah. Instead of like chicken parmesan, it was was potato parmesan. Yeah. And it tasted great. My dinner was fantastic. I was super happy with it. They redeemed themselves. Let me test this real quick. Okay. You can say whatever you want. I got a button. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're going to have to test how fast you are with that button. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what did you have, Cody? I had the jumbo. Sustainable fish? No, <laughs> I've actually had ahi tuna before. I'm not a big sushi person, but I've had ahi tuna before and I actually don't mind ahi tuna, but it wasn't really kind of like James. It wasn't really what I was mentally prepared for having that night. Mm. Yep. Um, but as much as James talked about this steak and this olive tapenade, even with getting it on the side, Cause last time, like he wasn't thrilled about whatever potatoes they had on the dish. Cause like the, (laughs) according to the menu, the potatoes were the same the last time he went and what he got this time. But James says that what was on his plate this time, as far as the potatoes were concerned is not at all what he received last time. So um, I was very hesitant with getting the filet cause it was just the filet and the potatoes. Um, and I think some, what was the vegetable that was with the, with it, or was it just the steak and the potatoes? It was a vegetable. It was just, it was just the steak and potatoes. There was no vegetable. Oh, with okay. It. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think with the potatoes, there was, cause I remember Teresa singling this out. It says on the menu that there's spinach in there and there was spinach, but there was such a small amount and it was cooked up so that it, like okay. it didn't even affect the dish at all. So it wasn't like it was a secondary side of cooked no. spinach. It was a part of the potatoes. Exactly. Okay. So I don't know. I was nervous about ordering the filet so i just ended up going with the jambalaya and it was it was fine it was jambalaya i i enjoyed it but now after james's steak came out and he was raving about it i was kind of like <laughs> man because <laughs> i didn't get the steak last time i was there in february either um and i don't it, it didn't have tapenade on it in february but i don't remember what the sides were but so I was kind of kicking myself again for not getting the steak, <laughs> but it was good. Sorry, it was it was actually horrible, Cody. Okay. You made the right choice. The steak was dry, tough. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so just for fun, because I've heard that word sustainable fish before, you know, and I just thought, okay, it's a fish that. There's a lot of it. So I actually just Googled it. it. Sustainable seafood is a seafood that is caught or farmed in ways that consider the long-term vitality of harvested species and the well-being of the oceans, right. as well as the livelihoods of fisheries dependent communities. So 
which is why Teresa asked what it was because that that just means it, it can rotate, you know, whatever. It could be anything, yeah. Whatever they yeah. are able to get their hands on, essentially. Right. Yeah. This um, week it's halibut. Next week it's trout. Yeah. Who, who, exactly. Who knows what it could be? <laughs> um, so. But yeah, uh, James liked his dish so much, in fact, that he his mother would have been proud. His plate was spotless. <laughs> he licked, licked it clean. Plate clean. So much. Hey, you know what? I almost, I almost did lick it clean. There was a couple spots on there that I ran out of stuff to soak it up. I almost licked that plate clean, and I won't say what happened next because I think Cody's about to say it. <laughs> the waitress comes up to kind of check on us, see how we're doing, see if we want dessert. You know, just kind of the end of the meal. How's everybody doing? And she's almost startled she kind of jumps back a little bit when she looks at james's plate and the fact that it is essentially spotless and she's like oh what a good boy <laughs> james handed to her here you don't need to clean this one yeah. it's 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 clean and and i said i think he's earned his dessert and she said i think so <laughs> Which was creme brulee, correct? Well, they of were course. kind of they of were course. advertising. When I looked at the menu, silly me, uh, being the fat kid that I am, it said PB, uh, like vanilla bean creme brulee, and I'm like, peanut butter vanilla creme brulee. That sounds awesome. But like, I kept we heard another wait, waiter explaining dinner or dessert options, and then our waitress was explaining the dessert options, and they kept saying plant-based vegan mm. creme brulee and it wasn't until after we all ordered and tried to emphasize that we didn't want the vegan creme brulee we just want the normal creme brulee that it finally the light bulb went off in my head i'm like pb stands for plant-based not peanut butter you stupid <laughs> yeah because i'm looking at the blue bio menu right now and i saw a pistachio creme brulee and it's under the plant-based menu yeah so yeah with- but if you look further up you should see one that says pb vanilla creme brulee too somewhere on there uh oh let me look maybe on dinner maybe it was uh, on there at least it was on there last week because we saw it too yeah it's not it's not it's on not, here now not showing up on there maybe well, the really- only two are under the plant-based people were there hey people are getting our confused with pb they think it's peanut butter we need to change it <laughs> yeah it just says under the plant-based menu it has pistachio creme brulee and then under the desserts it has the vanilla bourbon creme brulee yeah and as i'm looking online i'm seeing the same thing so it's different than it was they've changed something they must have had a lot of people ordering the peanut butter vanilla creme brulee and they're like (laughs) we don't have a peanut butter vanilla creme brulee where do i where where do i put in a a card suggesting peanut butter creme brulee yeah so uh and so then that was kind of the running joke every time we we had dinner after that and james cleaned his plate he he was a very good boy for cleaning his plate (laughs) Yep. And I didn't want to get up from any table from that point forward until somebody told me I was a good boy. Anything I, anything else I could do for you? Am I a good boy? Uh, look at my plate. Look at my plate. Don't you have something you want to say to me? Uh, um, so then now we can get into D23. And the next morning right. is D23, Friday. Um, we found out that the hotel was offering a free shuttle service to the Anaheim convention center. So that was to our delight. And I actually think that that helped us out 
a lot. Despite how crazy things were Friday morning, it was better than standing out on convention center way in between the Hyatt or I'm sorry, the the Hilton and the Marriott Mm -hmm. with 50,000 people. Yeah. We didn't know it. We didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it now, like that was the best thing for us to do. Cause you know, before we checked in Wednesday night or Thursday morning or whatever time we got there, I didn't realize that there was a a shuttle over there from the Hyatt and I really didn't know how we were going to get there. I was thinking we would talk about it. I was thinking I might try to go park at the convention center. I was thinking I might have to go park at Mickey and friends and we walk, but that's quite a walk. So I wasn't sure. So I was pretty excited when I saw that there was a shuttle and the shuttle took us in the back section instead of the front section, like Cody's saying. And we saw so many people on the other side and we had hardly a wait at all to go through security. The first day was the worst and it wasn't even that bad. I'd say we got through that line in 15 minutes. 10? The other day, yeah. yeah. Saturday and Sunday, like we basically just walked right through security. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. So stay at the but height. On the, but on the other side, there were easily, easily 50,000 people waiting, just being corralled, waiting to get in and to go through oh, Was it that many people? I mean, did, did, did they ever announce the, the total attendance or anything? I haven't seen any official numbers, but I can tell you like the, the large panels, like the Legends Ceremony, um, the Marvel Lucasfilm panel and the Parks panel, that panel alone held 7,500 people. Okay. Yeah. And meanwhile, you still had a ton of freaking people out on the show floor and in other panels. So easily in attendance, there were more than 50,000 people a day. Easily. Nice. Nice. Um, so we get on the bus to go to, which it was a little funky figuring out because all the buses said like media on it Thursday yeah. morning. And it's like, well, we're not media, but we saw people with the media badges. And so we're like, (laughs) yeah. And I just got to say Friday morning, I was already like irritated because of the way the whole thing was working out outside. Like it's fat. Like, and like I said, looking back on it now, it was fantastic. But at the time, in the moment, not knowing what's going on, we walked out the back, which is where the buses were. There was three buses there. And as I walk out the doors, there's a line of people and there's some people that are close to the closest bus to us. And there's a lady sitting right outside the door, turned around facing that way. So I walk out and I'm thinking, and and Teresa and I got down there a little bit before Cody and Tyler did. So I'm thinking, I walk out, well, there's a line of people and the first person is right there next to the bus and this lady's turned around. So I get behind her and we sit there and we're just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And somebody else, like I'd say 10 minutes later, somebody gets in line behind us, comes outside from the hotel and says, is this the line for the for the uh, uh, the expo? And I said, yeah. I said, well, at least I hope so, because, you know, that's what we're in line for. And then the lady turns around and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the front of the line. And like she was real like condescending about it. And she's like, I guess maybe I should have said something. I'm just turned around talking to the people. So it's like, great. Like all this time, this last 10 minutes, other people have been coming out, kind of going and like being in other areas. And I was, oh, I was like really irritated. I was like, you know what? Crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Get that beeping, <laughs> get that beeping ready. But it did turn out good. It did turn out in our favor because by the time we started getting on buses, they started taking us. It kind of became a free for all. Uh, and Tyler and Cody had joined us by this point. It kind of became a free for all, and we got on the bus before that lady. So I was super happy because she was the very first one in line, and she ended up being like way behind us. So I was super happy. <laughs> so when we get to the convention center, um, get off the bus and go through security, like James said, it took us 10, 15 minutes to get through security, which wasn't bad at all. Um, and then immediately Similar to Disneyland security, is it kind of the same process? Yeah. They check your bag and you walk through a metal detector. Okay. Um, right. after going through security, they had like one of those reusable grocery bags, but it was printed with D23 Expo logo on it. That, and then like a, like a brochure of like the schedule events for the weekend and things like that. And a map of the show floor and a lanyard. They had those sitting out in the open and said, you know, limit one per guest or whatever of each item. And so we kind of collect those. And then James and Teresa are able to immediately go into the convention center right after going through security because they had reservations for the legends panel, which started at uh, 10 or 10 30 Friday morning, 10 30, 10 30, which was like the first big panel of the expo. And so they're like, if you have reservations for it, come in here. Cause technically this is before the show floor and the convention even opens. Cause that all, everything officially opened and started at nine, as far as the show floor was concerned. Um, and everyone else, and if you, and for any other panel, the only people they were letting in is if you had reservations for Legends. Anybody else has to wait for the doors to open at nine. So we kind of walk up and see like where Tyler and I are supposed to wait to get in, and then Teresa and James go back to go in to wait in line for uh, the Legends panel. And I'll, I'll kind of let James explain his process with that. But Tyler and I. Uh, find a set of doors where people are lined up uh, further down the convention center on the exterior. And we, and that's when we see down convention center way, a minimum <laughs> of thousand people just waiting out there in the street to get let onto the convention center property. Meanwhile, we're already walking. And I'm like, man, I expected there to be a lot more people walking around here at <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning. And I was like, Oh, that's because they're all over there. So the bus was a huge favor because otherwise I was thinking without that shuttle where James has the parking that we just go over a Toy Story parking lot and walk over because Toy Story parking lot is right across the street from Convention Center Way. And so we'd walk like a half a mile to the Convention Center. I'm extremely glad that that was not the case for us because we would have been behind 50,000 people. And would you have missed the panel? James probably, I certainly would have. Yeah. I, I assume I, I I was able to get right in, and I still almost missed the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll, I'll let James get to that in just a second. Yep. Tyler and I find out where the people that have already been let on to the convention center property for this reason or that reason, they're all kind of queued up in front of a set of doors to wait to go in. And so meanwhile, we're passing a bunch of cast members. And every time we pass cast members, they're like, do you have reservations for legend or are you standby? 
And it's like, well, we don't have reservations for legends. And so like, okay, we'll keep going down. You know, you'll, you'll have to wait and line up down there. And when we got to where all those people were, they said reservations are standby. And I was very confused by the term standby. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not trying to get in a line to get standby seating for the legends panel. I just want to get into the convention center to the show floor when it opens. And then, so there was a little bit of confusion about that. It's like, are we in the line just to get in or are we in the, the standby line for the legends panel? It was very confusing at first, but eventually we figure out we're just waiting in the line to get into the convention center, to explore roam about the show floor, what have you. So once we figured that out, you know, uh, we're getting updates from James about what's going on with him and it gets closer to nine o'clock and <laughs> we're like, well, they must just be opening to wait the door, open up the doors officially at nine, you know, no harm, no foul. You know, you could let people in early, but if you want to play it by the rules, fine. Well, nine o'clock rolls around and everyone kind of gets excited. Oh, they're going to open the doors. They're going to open the doors. Well, nine to five rolls around, nine, 10, nine, 15, nine, 20, nine, 30. <laughs> I know what's opened the doors. And however, though, they're still corralling the 50, 60,000 people out on that street. So it wasn't like we've been bombarded with a bunch of people, but they still haven't opened the convention center doors. And it was supposed to open at nine. And it's like 90 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning. It's so freaking hot. 80% humidity. humidity. I'm standing, but I'm sweating my eyes out. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. are so <laughs> and so everyone's kind of getting frustrated because it's hot and we're sweating and it's like the doors are supposed to open 30 minutes ago what's going on and we kind of hear um some people happily shouting we can tell that on the other side of this group of people that are waiting to get in on the other side from where we are there's like a pr team with a camera and they're trying to do a whole get get this crowd of people on film saying, we <laughs> love D23. They did something very similar with the group of people when I went to that Jungle Cruise thing last July. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, a, you know, we love D23 or we love you D23, something like that. They did the exact same thing at, at the Jungle Cruise thing. So it was like once I heard it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what they're doing. Kind of just expected it to just stay down on that end, but. Then they came over to our side and set up their camera. And this guy comes out with a bullhorn and he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to count you down three, two, one. And you're going to say, we love D 23. <laughs> you're going to want to get your, your beeper ready, Jason. <laughs> Just abbreviate it or use that yeah, first letter. I, I will. I will. <laughs> There's this woman that is not very far. She's maybe five people away from where Tyler and I were standing. And, and which is maybe 10 people back from where the PR team is. Um, Maybe it was the lady that thought she was first in line at the Hyatt. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, (laughs) She, after the guy says that she's like, she's like, F that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not exaggerating either. 
she's like, I'll say it if you open the effing doors. F U D 23. And she is shouting F U D 23. And then the guy, the PR guy, he's like, uh, doesn't know what to say. Cause she made her like the whole crowd of people that were there heard it. And you could just tell like everyone just kind of went quiet. Cause it was like, okay, we're all a little upset that cause she's like, it's nine 45. The doors were supposed to open at nine. She was, unpl- she was not happy. And granted, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink so early in the morning, man. <laughs> granted, none of us were happy. We were all hot. We were all sweating. We were all confused. But granted, we only had 15 people in front of us. We were not out in the 50,000 people cattle herd. And so the guy's like, okay, we love D23. Three, two, one. And then there was like a couple people that like, we love D23. (laughs) (laughs) Not as enthusiastic as the other side of the crowd. And I think people would have kind of gone along with it, even though we were all a little frustrated because it was 945 and we hadn't been let in yet. I think people more or less would have gone along with it if this woman hadn't been so vocal. Had Karen not been so vocal. (laughs) And then after that, they kind of just packed up their equipment and they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're just going to use the footage from the other side. (laughs) Uh, And so it was about, I mean, it was like nine fifty or so before they finally opened those doors and we got to go in. Um, and so that was my experience about trying to get in on on Friday morning. So James, why don't why don't you tell us what your experience was Friday morning? Okay. So I'll rewind a little bit to the time where we're going through security. So we're going through security and we have no idea where we're going, what we're doing. I don't know what to expect. I really don't know. I don't, I don't even realize at the time they were going through security that the show doesn't even really technically start until nine o'clock. I mean, I think that, I think Cody said something, maybe Tyler said something. So it's just kind of registering to me that, oh, this doesn't start till nine o'clock. And like, like Cody was saying, immediately when you go through security, there's cast members there and they're saying, you know, this way, this way into the thing. And it's like, well, what's down there? And they're like, well, that's, you know, for the legends. And at this point we're, we're getting there at a, at a quarter after eight, 20 after eight. And I'm thinking, well, the panel doesn't start for two hours. I really don't want to go stand in line for two hours. We got reservations. Like even if we don't have the best seats, we've got reservations. So let's go walk around. Cause I'm thinking to myself, let's go walk around the show, the show floor. And at that time, you know, I think it was Cody that said, you know, well, it doesn't really start till nine. And I'm thinking, well, that's weird. Why are we here? So early? <laughs> it doesn't start till nine. Why are we here? So we're walking up, you know, and we're kind of walking up to see where, where Cody and Tyler are going to go. And, and we see that crowd of people also, and and I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, we are really lucky we got in where we did. And it's yeah. still not quite registering to me that we can't get in to the thing there. But then we realize, oh, all these doors are locked. We can't get there. So it's like, okay, well. I mean, there's a hundred doors on, a hundred. on this yeah. side of the expo that we're on, the convention center. But they're yeah. all locked. Can't get in yeah. except for that one entry point. For the legends, if you had a reservation. Yeah. So once we realized that, you know, we told uh, Tyler and Cody, uh, you know, hey, we're going to go ahead and go back, I guess, and see what's going on with our reservation and see where we need to go. And so we walked back to that area and you walk into the into the 
convention center and downstairs and there's this big huge room and i mean the there basement. are into the basement i mean it's concrete floor not a finished ceiling i mean it's just a big warehouse looking basement thing and, and i have no idea where we're at and we walk in and you can tell that there's like distinct areas of people and there's lines everywhere there's you know they put tape on the ground lines yeah tape on the ground so there's lines everywhere and there's distinct groups of people like there's a a group on the right there's a group on the left there's a group on the back left the back right and we walk in and it's like there's no signs anywhere except for one small area where it says standby line and i'm thinking well that's not us because we got reservations so i'm looking around it's like i have no idea where we're going i have no idea what we're doing and so I find a, a cast member there and say, Hey, where do we go? And he's like, Oh, we'll just go past all the A pillars. Cause the pillars are all, you know, lettered and numbered. There's a one, a two, a three, all the way to like a 16 or something. And then it goes B one, B two and, you know, C and D. So he goes, go to the last A pillar and turn right and check in. So I'm like, okay. So we go down there and I go and scan my badge. Now, just so everyone realizes we didn't get to pick which panels we wanted to go to. And I think we might've talked about this on one of the other shows. I'm not sure that we talked about it during the show or just after or before, but, and I didn't really realize how this all came about. We had to go on and say, we select these shows that we would like to go to. And then Disney or D23 randomly assigns you to the different shows that you get tickets for. So we were randomly assigned this Legends one. And and to be honest, at the beginning, I didn't think that the Legends one would be one that I'd really care to see. So I'm really not all that excited about it in the first place. Uh, we go to where we check in. And when you when you get the email, you have to go on there and, and I think you have to accept it or something. We had to register our badges when we got them. So anyways, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I go up there and I scan my badge and it says there's no there's no reservations associated with this badge. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Let's try Teresa. So we do it. Same thing. So it's like, okay, what's going on? So now we're in this group. I mean, in this crowd of thousands of people, I have no idea what's going on. All the staff members are busy. We finally get to talk to one. They're like, oh, well, you need to go talk to so-and-so down there. End up going and waiting in another line, go up there. And the guy's like, oh yeah, what's your email? So I give him my email. He says, okay, scan your badge. I scan the badge. He says, okay, it's all fixed. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? <laughs> He's like, we'll just go back over there, check in, and then get into line. And I'm like, okay, what line am I getting in? Like, what are we supposed to be doing here? And he's like, well, this line over here is going to be towards the middle of the stage and more towards the front. That over there is going to be the back middle. That's going to be the right side of the stage. That's going to be the left side of the stage. And that's standby. So we go and we check in and we look and we're like, well, middle front would be the best place to be. So let's go get in line there. So we go get in line in there. And I'd say that whole scenario probably took about maybe 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes is about eight 45 at this point. And we get in line. I was, I was still in that line at 10 30 <laughs> when the panel was supposed when to the panel, so, and I was, I was getting so mad because we're sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, well, the people next to us, there's the, these people, one guy, he's dressed up as Indiana Jones and she's dressed up as, I don't know what she's dressed up as. Anyways, they have these wristbands and one of the staff members starts coming around and they're like, 
just checking, does everyone have their wristbands? And I'm like, what wristbands? No one said anything to us about wristbands. I said, are we supposed to have wristbands? And she's like, yeah, but I'm passing them out if you don't have one. I'm like, okay, well, we just got here. We don't have one. She's like, okay, well, here's your wristband. And these guys next to me, they've got, they're like going through their backpacks and they've already got their wristbands, but he like hides them real quick. And he's like, oh, we need wristbands. And so she's, she hands him a couple. And he's like, oh, my brother's in the bathroom. Can we get another one? So she's like, okay. So she gives him another one. So now he's got five wristbands and no lie, like 20 minutes later, someone else comes around. Does everyone have wristbands? Does everyone have wristbands? He's like, hey, I need one for my brother. <laughs> I'm like, how many brothers do you got? Like, what are you doing? Like, and I'm still not really understanding. And even right now to this day, I really have no idea what the freaking wristbands were for. No one ever checked the wristbands. Like, it was insane to me. So anyways, it's getting later. later. And when she came around, I'd say she came around probably about 9.15. And it was like you know, Hey, where's the closest bathroom? We weren't expecting to just stand here for two hours. And she's like, well, there's a bathroom right over there. And we're like, okay, do we have time to go? Or are they going to take us soon? And she's like, well, they'll probably take you about an hour before the panel starts. So it's nine 15 panel starts at 10 30. So we're thinking, okay, well, we really don't have time to go to the bathroom because they're going to take us in 15 minutes. Finally at nine 45, we realized they're not taking us at nine 30. Right. <laughs> so, so, so Teresa goes to use the bathroom and I'm thinking, She's going to go use the bathroom. If they start taking us, I'm just getting out of line and forget this whole thing. Like I'm done. Like I'm irritated. You're, you're hoping the wrist mat lady comes back. Yeah. My wife's in the bathroom. Yeah, Can, my I, get wife's in the bathroom. Can I get another one? So, <laughs> so Teresa comes back, you know, and at this time they start taking one of the groups. One of the groups starts going back up the stairs and I don't know where they're going. Cause at this point I I'm really not clear on the architecture of this place. I'm not sure where they're going to take us, what we're going to do. So they take them back up the stairs, out the doors that we came in and came in through and up the stairs and they're disappearing. Right. So now it's like 10 o'clock now at about 10, 10, a line of people start coming back through the doors. And it's like, they start getting into line again. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are these people going back in line? And I have no clue what's going on. It was so irritating. And then I hear someone say, you know, cause everyone's kind of looking around at each other and, and someone says, what happens if we don't get seated before they start? And there's another guy who said, well, they're going to live stream it. If they start the live stream before we're seated, they won't seat us after that point. And I'm thinking, it's 1015 right now. There, there's still like 5,000 people down here. What are we waiting for? What are we doing? Like, like I have no idea what's going on. And so finally they start taking the group that I'm in. I'd say about 1020, they start taking it. And I'm like, they better start seating these people quick. And they would start taking them out the doors that we came in and up the stairs. And then the line would stop. And then it would go a little bit. And that's like, holy cow, like it is so slow. They're not even halfway to me. And it's 1030 now. And the guys over here is like, they haven't started the live stream. They haven't started the live stream. And I'm like, like, I'm getting real anxious. Like, I'm like, are we going to be like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear music like right above us, you know, like a, like, like through the scene, I hear this music and the guy's like, they're starting the live stream. They're starting the live stream. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, what do I have reservations for? Why am I here? This is the stupidest thing. I'm never coming to D23. And I think I'm texting like you guys, like occasionally, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this yeah. crap that's going on. And meanwhile, I look back towards where we checked in 
And, you know, I had told, I told her that there's the pillars A1 through like 16 and then B. There's a whole other section of people in, in B and they're gone. And I'm like, what the heck happened to that whole section? And I realized at that point that there's escalators at the back of the room. And these guys, or not at the back of the room, it was kind of in the middle. They were funneling the B section up the escalators, which also goes to where the hall is, which is directly above where we're at. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Why are those people gone? Why am I still waiting in line? What's going on? And I thought we wouldn't get seated, but they still took us. And it it ended up actually timing pretty good, I guess, considering the section I was in. Because by the time they were getting ready to take my line and start going out the doors, they were just like, you know what? Like this At this point, it's like 1050. This thing's been going on. I hear music going on. I can't really tell what's going on. Uh, what what all's happening? But I know there's music. I know I I hear you know singing. I hear all this stuff. And finally, when it gets to my line, they're like, you know what? You guys go through the escalator. And at this point, the escalator is completely vacant. So we go over. We get up the escalator. We start walking in. And I guess at the beginning of the, the panel, they I think they had a Lion King uh, like show or something like live. You know, like a theater, like a song from the Lion King or something. And as we're walking in there, we're walking in in the dark at this point. We're not at the front. We're not in the center. We're way off to the left, which was fun because they have these big screens everywhere. And at that point, I could care less where I was sitting. I just wanted to get somewhere. And as we're walking in, it's funny because right as we're walking in, whoever was doing the musical numbers, like, and now, you know, the the MC of the event or whoever's in charge, the CEO of Disney, Bob Chapin. <laughs> so we're walking through right as Chapin is announced. And everyone is just like, they're just like, boo, boo. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this poor guy. And meanwhile, we're going in, we're getting our seat. And I felt like I actually feel bad for Bob Chapik because he's up there trying to present, trying to talk about his company, and everyone's just booing him. <laughs> and he says something, you know, I think he announced uh, at one point he talked about the, the addition at Avengers Campus. And as he said it, you know, everyone kind of cheered. And then someone in the back said, you still suck, Bob. <laughs> so it was like this hostile crowd that we're walking through and, and seating. But finally, you know, we're seated. They start the panel. And it was actually like I told Cody later, I was like, you know what? Sitting through that panel was probably the best thing for me because I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, the whole presentation, all the different nominees, uh, the inductees, I guess you you would say, everyone that got introduced, the majority of them got up there and gave a little speech. So, you know, we got to see Josh Gad, we got to see Kristen Bell, we got to see Adina Medensale. Everybody's getting up there and everybody's giving a little speech as they produce, as they introduce them. And it was great. It was a fantastic panel. And I really, really enjoyed it. The first two hours leading up to it, I mean, if you would have asked me as I walked in with that escalator, I would, I was, I was ready to say, I'm never coming to a D23 event ever again in my entire life. <laughs> exactly. Beat me. So, but the panel ended up being great. They gave us a special commemorative pin to celebrate the hundred years of the Disney company, uh, which I thought was cool because at least what they said was the only people that are going to have this pin are the people that were there in that room. Um, you and know, once you buy it off eBay, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I like to collect pin pins, and so I thought, you know, hey, this is cool because we got two of them and they're an exclusive, you know, I hope, anyways. Um, 
so yeah, that was my experience. That was the first experience of D23. I hated it at first, but then after the panel, I loved it. And I was a fan at that point. So, and meanwhile, I'm talking to Cody and Tyler, like we're texting them because we've got two <laughs> different text threads going on, right? Like, like uh, Jason and Cody and I have our text thread that we talk about quite often. And then I've also got a separate one going with Cody and Tyler to see how they're doing. And it's like, was that the pin? That's the pin. That's the one. I've got forty four bucks on eBay. Forty four <laughs> bucks on eBay. Yeah, I've got eighty eight. Go. I've got eighty eight bucks right here in my hand. There you go. So it's funny because I think I don't know if you. I don't think you guys got seated before me, but you guys were like getting seated at the same time or close to it. I I don't even remember. I just I remember I was super irritated. <laughs> yeah, but it all turned out okay. Yeah, so we we eventually got in. Uh, to the show floor and just the doors that we happen to enter and where, cause then you're kind of like in a lobby area. So then you got to walk like another 30 feet to actually enter like the, the show floor, the convention hall itself. And then there's just like this giant wall, 50 feet tall, like in front of us, you know, like 12 feet after walking into the, the hall and it's just, it's got all these graphics on it. And then it's just, a ton of people there because you can't just walk in and spread out. So everyone walks in and then they immediately have to kind of go like around this wall, which is like the backside of this uh, display area that they have. And as you kind of come around it, they have all these costumes from the Marvel series and movies that presumably I guess they used in for filming or whatever. And they're on mannequins and everything. Uh, so then it's like, it's the first thing you're seeing as you're coming in through this entrance. So everyone's stopping and looking and taking pictures. And it's just like, like you can't go anywhere. There's people everywhere. It's like, goodness, like <laughs> move, like let's spread out a little bit. Um, you go left, we'll go right. Yeah. yeah. And, and somehow, <laughs> even though the door is just opened, there's a ton of freaking people in there just all over the place. And it was a little overwhelming at first because it was like, I can't go anywhere, do anything or look at anything without standing in a freaking line. Like there's all these booths with, and some of them are like retail shops, some of them, um, or whatever. And it's like, Oh, that's really cool. But I don't even know what they're selling to see if I even want to stand in line to buy it but I can't even get close enough to look at what they're selling unless I stand in line. Yeah. And so the that was a little ridiculous. That was a little frustrating at first. Cause it was like, I want to do things, but I feel like I can't do anything unless I stand in the line, but I don't know if I want to do it. Cause I can't see it, but I can't see <laughs> it unless I stand in the line. Yeah. <laughs> Very frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually I kind of, I kind of get over that and you know, some areas, some booths are better than others when it, when it came to that, some things you can kind of just walk through and look at some things, um, you know, you can actually get a decent vantage point without actually getting in the line and some, and a lot of places it had cast members kind of posted out in front of the line to kind of tell you like what this was. And so you could kind of decide if it was something you wanted to stand around for. Um, but it, it kind of blew my mind how big this convention hall was, just the show floor, not even any of these other rooms for the panels, but just where all of the booths and exhibits were in the retail shops. I was like, man, this, this place is freaking huge. 
Yeah, and one of the things that kind of drove me nuts about that is a couple different things. Like Cody said, you don't really know what's going on at these things. You see these little signs that says this is a giveaway spot, but you have no idea what they're giving away. And there's a line for everything. So you don't know if you're standing in line for them to give you uh, like a little pin or right. a card or or a pen or what. And the lines are just huge. And then there's there's some areas where you just can't go into because they have virtual queues for them. So it's like, hey, I want to go to this store. And it's like, well, I can't go to that store because I got to get in a virtual queue. And the virtual queues opened at 6 a.m. And here it is. We've gone through the panel. It's now one o'clock in the afternoon. Like, And the queues ended up opening up again at one o'clock. But everything's full as you're looking through it. So it was... It was it was tough to deal with there. I, I would say that it's not real clear where things are at. And there's one place where we saw an open door, not an open door, but, the, you know, like the like the fabric of a, around a booth at a show place. There's an opening and we see people in there and I'm looking in there. I'm like, what are those people buying? And it's like, oh, it looks like they're buying pins. It's like, oh, well, let's go in and check it out. So we walk in there. And this lady from across the thing like sees us and sees us just kind of looking around and she comes over and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, no, we're just kind of seeing what's going on in here because, you know, just trying to see what's happening. And she's like, was it, was it the lady from the bus? No, it wasn't, <laughs> but she, you know, she had the same demeanor. So, so I tell her, you know, we're just kind of looking around and see what's going on. She's like, well, excuse me, but you walk through the exit and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Usually if there's an exit and you don't want people walking in through it, like usually there'd be like a sign or somebody standing there, exit but there's only. no one standing there. So we just walked in. I'm sorry. Can we go somewhere? What are we supposed to do? She said, well, the line's over there, but you have to be in a virtual queue in order to get into the line. And there's like, Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> the hell with your store. We're out of here. <laughs> so, so it was very, you know, I think, and I've said this, I think probably in text or maybe I said it to Cody, like going into this, I had no idea what was going on. So there were some very frustrating things that were happening yeah. while we were there. Now that I've been there and kind of know what's going on, I think that the next experience will be a lot better, yep. but I feel like they don't really do a great job of explaining to you how things are going to work, what's going to happen. Their app shows the different stores, but it really doesn't show what's in them. Mm -mm. There's some things that I think that they're thinking a lot of people are going to be there for. Like they had uh, Walt's airplane restored, sponsored by Amazon. You can't go see it. I tried to go see it the first day, but you have to have a virtual queue to get in there. And when I go to do it, it says no available times. But then later I meet up with Cody and, and Tyler and Cody's like, Oh yeah, we just walked right in <laughs> because there wasn't that many people. And so I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I ended up getting in the virtual queue for that. And then I go over at the time and there's nobody there and they just let us walk in. So it's just kind of, I feel like it was kind of disorganized, That's what it, it sounds was, like, yeah. but it was, it was still cool. And like I said, I think going another time, I think uh, I'll go into it with a lot different perspective and with a little bit of experience and kind mm -hmm. of know what to do next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I was aware that there were going to be virtual queues for like the major retail locations 
at the expo. Like the D23 marketplace was this big, they advertise like 24,000 square foot retail center D23 marketplace. And I'm like, okay, this is the biggest retail location. This is where all the stuff is going to be. Like, this is where I'm going to be able to find a shirt that says D23 Expo on it. This is where anything that's going to be, in my opinion, anything worthwhile buying is going to be at this place because it's the big place, right? And, but I knew there were going to be the virtual queues, but I'm like, I don't know what any of this stuff, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to browse these places mm-hmm. without having the virtual queue, but it was like, they have everything like, like curtains around everything. Like you can't see into any of these retail locations except for the entrance. Cause there's no curtains where you have to walk through. Right. But it's like, okay, I can kind of tell what they have in there, but I really don't have a concrete idea because this place is half as big as this hall is. And I, I didn't bother that first day getting any virtual cues for any of these retail places. Cause it's like, I don't want to, cause like in the park, you can only hold one virtual queue at a time. So it's like, I don't want to waste my time getting a virtual queue for this retail <laughs> space that I have no idea what they're selling. Right. If I'd rather be over at this one. So it's like, I'll just kind of browse around the first day and then see, um, only like on the second day where I want to go. But I, I, I quickly realized that that wasn't a very good plan that I'm just going to have to get a virtual queue and hope that, it was worth my time once I get in there. And I got a couple of things from the D23 marketplace, the big 24,000 square foot retail center. But I was, as a whole, I wasn't overly impressed with what they had in there. Um, and then I we walked past this other retail area on the other side of the show floor called Mickey's of Glendale. And I've kind of seen that name float around some of these Disney Facebook groups and things like that before, but I didn't really know what it was or what its affiliation was. And, you know, but I kind of walked by and I saw some, um, Oh, I actually saw this shirt. Uh, wondrous, wondrous, wonderful world of dreams, Disney parks, experiences and products. And that was kind of like the tagline that they used for the parks booth and like exhibit out on the show floor. And so I saw that same logo and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool that they have that logo on a t-shirt. I want to go into that store and see what else they have in there. And so the next day I got a virtual queue for that because that was just kind of what I was able to see from my limited vantage point, just walking by. And that retail location had much better, in my opinion, much better merchandise for me in that retail location. Um, they had this shirt. Obviously, I bought this shirt. Um, they had, because uh, I guess Walt Disney Imagineering is celebrating their 70th anniversary. They had Walt Disney Imagineering 70th merchandise at Mickey's of Glendale. Um, and they had stuff exclusive to Toontown that isn't even open right now, but will be like this merchandise I'm assuming will be at Toontown once it reopens with all of the refurbishments that it's going on. But I got this cool, uh, chin, chinny chin construction company 
shirt. Um, and it's got a bunch of cool stuff on it on the back, uh, like sight rules, no singing while working, but whistling is permitted. Uh, goofs must be supervised at all times. Just kind of funny little Toontowny sayings, kind of like that, that would apply to a construction site, but Toontownified. And I got the the Walt Disney Imagineering 70th shirt. I got a bottle. And I'm like, wow, this this store rocked. They had Muppet stuff in there. Um, they had a like a men's uh, button-up shirt that was the print of the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. And I'm like, man, this this store is really cool. Like, I enjoyed it much better than the big one. But it's still like anywhere I looked, like when we were standing in line Saturday for the Lucasfilm Marvel panel, I saw a woman wearing a D23 Expo spirit jersey. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I don't know if I would have bought it, but it was like, oh, that's cool. Because I was like, I hadn't seen that anywhere. What's a D23 Expo merchandise? Why was it not at the D23 Expo marketplace? But no, it was in the D23 uh, marketplace X X was a part of the name X Mickey's <laughs> a Glendale. So like they like merged Mickey's a Glendale and D 23 expo it's literally just conjoined the two names. And it was a separate retail location on like the second or third floor of the convention center. And that was the store that had the official D23 Expo merchandise. And it was like, why was that not more self-evident? Because I didn't figure that out until after the Expo was over, like where that merchandise actually was. It was like, I would have killed to get a t-shirt that actually said D23 Expo on it. And it was like, why was that not in the main one that everyone was trying to get into? Yeah. Yeah being aware of what's in different areas was very difficult. It was yeah. non-existent. And as Cody talks about Mickey, Mickey of Glendale, they had a separate pin store also. And that's mm-hmm. actually the store that I was talking about that I, I walked figured, in through the yeah. exit. And so from that point forward, I was kind of turned off of Mickey's of Glendale because of the way she acted when we were in there. But I wish I had gone to the other store, but it just, it, it's hard to figure out, where you're supposed to go. And like Cody Mm -hmm. says, you can only have one virtual queue. So I wanted to go to the main D23 Expo because I've store because I figured, like Cody said, that that would be the place to go. And, you know, I remember him and uh, him and Tyler actually telling me about the, you know, the button down shirt with the the Haunted Mansion print on it and stuff. And I actually didn't even realize until Cody's talking right now that they were talking about a separate store. I thought they were talking about the D23 Expo store. So I chose to go to that one. It was okay, not great, but I wish I had gone to the other one. But yeah, you know, there's just so much that you don't know what's going on that if it's your first time there and you don't have someone who's been before, you're at a real severe disadvantage of making the most use of your time for yeah. sure. So, so all that being said, without dragging this on forever and ever and ever, Saturday late. morning. <laughs> Saturday morning is when Tyler and I at 10 a.m. had reservations for the the Marvel Lucasfilm and 20th Century Studios panel where they were going to make announcements for those three studios. 
So you had the early panel. So we had the early panel. So we were able to go directly in to the basement uh, where James and Teresa eventually figured out that they had to wait outside. Because there was a place after going in, because again, there was a lobby area before you went downstairs into the basement. When there was like an escalator that would take you up to the main lobby that would then go into the show floor. And so James and Teresa were thinking, oh, well, we'll just take up the elevator. And so we don't have to stand outside till 1045 or 945 to get let in. They quickly were turned away and said, no, this is just for media or whatever. You got to go uh, outside and wait with everybody out there. So Tyler and I go downstairs to the basement and we had a very different experience than James and Teresa did on Friday morning. And so our experience actually went fairly smoothly, smoothly. Like granted we had the information of James's experience from the day before. So James said, <laughs> when you go in, go to the end of the A's hook a right. And that's where you'll, you'll check in. So that's kind of where we just, we walked past a bunch of cast members and they didn't really stop us. They didn't verify res- if we didn't even ask, do you have reservations? They were just kind of chatting amongst themselves. So we just kind of blew right past them, went and checked in. Uh, Tyler scanned in his badge because the reservations were under his badge because I got gypped on the random selection process for, <laughs> res- uh, for these panels. Um, so they were all under Tyler, which is fine. Cause you're, you're able to bring one guest. So I was his guest. We get checked in and the guy at check-in is handing out wristbands. Like as soon as you scan in your badge and the screen lights up green, that you're good to go. So luckily we didn't have issues with trying to verify our reservation. It worked as soon as Tyler scanned in his badge and the guy was kind of holding up the line because he was like individually attaching the wristbands around people's wrists. Uh, And so, I mean, a nice gesture, I guess, but like you're kind of holding up the line here, dude. Everyone's trying to wait around to scan in. And we get in line to the A section because that's just kind of where it seemed like they were guiding us. Uh, Meanwhile, there are already people in B and C, which A was like the left side of the stage because basically it's where you're lining up below in the basement is essentially where you're going to be above you, but everything's kind of mirrored and flipped. Um, so we end up being on the, the far left side of the room, but like James said, it was fine because there were massive screens. So you could see what was happening on the stage very nicely. So you didn't feel excluded because you're, you know, 500 feet away from the stage. (laughs) <laughs> but cause I mean the room that, I mean, it, it took up an, ent- that, that one room where they had these large panels was an entire hall of the convention center. Um, it was huge. It was huge. Like I said earlier, they, they were able to fit 75,000 attend 75,000, 7,500 <laughs> attendees, viewers, uh, audience members into these panels. A lot of people. So we get in there roughly about the same timeline because we got the first bus of the day again coming from the Hyatt and we had less of a wait going through security. So the A section, the front A section was about halfway full when we got in. And so we we're like, hey, we're pretty happy with where we are, you know. And so now it was just kind of a waiting game of when are they actually going to take us 
upstairs and get seated. Um, and this morning, uh, Saturday, the panel started at 10, whereas the day before James's panel started at 1030 and it was like nine o'clock on the dot. They started moving people from A, B and C all at the same time. There's an escalator at the far end for C. There's an escalator in the middle for B. And then the A's were taken back out the door you entered. And then there's kind of like an escalator right out there that takes you upstairs. And then you enter through the side um, of the hall. So it sounds like in day two, they were a little more efficient. Yes. Uh, and just, that, just a little. <laughs> and that, that was the vibe we got from it too. And, and by the time we got into the the room, the hall where they were having the panel, there was like 15 minutes before it started. And so we're like, this, this is great. You know, like it was much better than the experience James had the day before. So we're like, they must've learned a few things from yesterday, got together, figured out their stuff. And now they've got things straightened out. Really what they were thinking is, I don't know what James is talking about. That guy's crazy. This was a piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've never been involved with something that big as far as like in the preparation process or the execution process, but it would seem like they know from past D23s what, is going to be expected. And you would think they would now, granted you can't practice with 50,000 people, but you know, have run throughs. Okay. This is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. You know, had they have all the cast members there, you know, you would think it just sounded like on day one, James experience, very unprepared as far as getting who needs a, who needs a wristband, you know, when on Cody's day, the guy who's checking him in is giving him the wristband, you know, it's. Which really makes a lot more sense because as we were getting in line, it, like I said, I don't, I still to this day don't know why we had a wristband, but I could see that they would want to keep people like those that are registered to identify right. them. The problem was they didn't give us a wristband until we were in line for 15 minutes and anybody right. could have walked into our line. Like if anyone was on standby and wanted to just come get in line, they could have easily come and got in line and got a wristband. And it got a wristband. No, no one right. checked to see if I was checked in or any of that. Yeah. So Right. You, you would think the purpose of the wristband is, okay, there's a line of 50 people there. Those two don't have wristbands. Yeah. Oh, because they didn't check in. You guys need to go check in. Exactly. And then get your wristband. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah. All right. Sorry, Cody. Go ahead. No, you're good. And so everything worked very smoothly for a Saturday morning. It was a great panel. Um, every time that, especially Marvel, every time they make announcements at these conventions or whatever, they made conventions month and a half. They made announcements a month and a half ago or whatever at uh, the San Diego Comic Con. They made a bunch of announcements of timelines of some of their projects going forward. And I've always been like, man, how cool would it be to be in the room when these announcements are made where you're seeing the trailer before anybody else or you're getting a extended sneak peek of this, that, or the other. And that's exactly what this was. I was finally in the room and Kevin Feige is up on stage and he's bringing out Tom Hiddleston and Anthony Mackie and Brie Larson and just all these actors from the MCU. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. And they're all kind of talking about their project and it's like, well, let's show them a trailer, you know, and, you know, seeing the trailer before anybody else. And 
I say that loosely because it's like as soon as they hit the play button for us in the room, it's like simultaneously being posted online. Right. Yeah, you got people like this too. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> I saw I saw a bunch of cell phone videos of different things throughout the weekend. Yeah. So. What was interesting is prior to the Marvel Lucasfilm panel starting, there was a message that came up on the screens in the in the room that said that any um promotional material that was shown in during this presentation is copyrighted and is owned by the appropriate copyright holders and this, that, and the other. And then it says, it's like, you know, uh, audio video recording is prohibited, yada, yada, yada. We will be using night vision technology to monitor the crowd during the performance. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to have some like secret service guy come tap me on the shoulder and give me the thumb over the shoulder and I get bounced. You, if I have, you got to go. <laughs> I didn't see anyone get kicked out lots of people were recording different things. Yeah. You know, the ones, the ones I saw, I don't know. I don't specifically, I don't know. I don't know if they had seen that message before, but you would see one person recording, but then in the crowd in front of him, you see like, yeah, everybody with their phone up trying to record. So, yeah. And you know, and I took pictures when, um, the audience or the, the actors and stuff would come out, but eventually it's like, shoot, everybody else is recording. So eventually I started recording things too. Not like of the trailers or things like that, but they did like a, Jason, did you ever watch Hawkeye? Did either of you ever watch Hawkeye? I never watched Hawkeye. Okay. Nope. Well, in like the first episode of Hawkeye, it's kind of Christmas time. And the character of Hawkeye is with his family in like New York city. And they go see like a, like a musical, like a Broadway show. And the Broadway show is Rogers the Musical. Rogers being Steve Rogers, Captain America. Um, and you only see a couple minutes of it uh, in the episode. But when Kevin Feige, that's like the first thing that happens in this panel that day. When Kevin Feige is like, you know, I'm always kind of jealous of all these Disney people making all these musicals and things like that. And I'm like, why can't we have like a a musical in, in the MCU in Marvel? And then they actually did a live performance of that scene in Hawkeye of Rogers, the musical, they performed that song and dance routine live on the stage there. So that was pretty cool. And I, I filmed that cause I was like, Oh yeah, it's a Marvel musical. So that was kind of cool to see in person, not just on the, the TV show, but um, so anything crazy happened Saturday, like with Friday with, you know, FD 23. <laughs> <laughs> not that I, not that I saw, um, right. things on Friday seem to run a lot smoother, kind of all the way around on um, Saturday, you mean, or on, on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. I will say though, on Sunday was the parks panel, Disney parks experiences and products panel, which started at 10 30. In that same theater, in, right? that, in same, that same hall, that same hall, that same room where mm-hmm. uh, the Marvel Lucasfilm panel was and the Legends panel was. All these big ones are all happening in the same place. Did you guys have reservations for that? Tyler and I had reservations for the parks one as well. Okay. Uh, it was at 1030, but we knew like the first getting there at 820 in the morning. First place we're going is the basement to get lined up, right? You were, you were, you were veterans by then. Yeah. Uh, and we actually found, and maybe it was because it started a half hour later, but we were only like 
four rows back this time in, in the A section. So meaning we were fairly close to the front again, or not again, but we were fairly close to the front. And so we're like, hey, this is pretty cool. I expected a lot more people to be in here by now, uh, regardless that it started the panel itself started a half hour earlier. Because I had seen online that like for the Marvel panel the day before that they had cut off the standby line at like five o'clock in the morning because people are camping out overnight and making like their own standby line so they can be the first ones onto the convention center property and form a standby line because the convention center prohibited any kind of queuing prior to 4.30 a.m. Nobody was allowed on the convention center property, but they couldn't control what people did off their property. So people were making their own lines, sleeping on sidewalks and things like that. So that they could be the first ones in line. Which and is just crazy. Five o'clock in the morning, people. they cut off the, the line because there's that many people already there. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I didn't have these reservations as much as I would have liked to have been there. It ain't worth sleeping on the streets of Anaheim all night long to get in and be waiting around from five, five o'clock in the morning till the panel starts at 10. Many of the panels were live streamed. You could watch them. Yes. And I understand <laughs> so, like live stream or use the reservation that I have. I'm going to use the reservation that I have. Right. right. If I didn't have the reservation, I'll either live stream it or I'll turn my notifications on, on Twitter. And as soon as you know, every five minutes I'll get an update. Yeah. But Sunday morning with the parks panel, it was like the same people that worked on Friday morning were working <laughs> Sunday morning because <laughs> it was a very different experience Sunday morning compared to Saturday morning. We walk in thinking, you know, we'll go down to the end of the A's and try to hook a right and check in. And before we get there, we get stopped, which is fine. And she says, Are you have reservations? And we say, yes, we do. And she's like, okay, great. Where do you want to sit? And we're like, we can, we can choose. And she's like, yeah, you can sit on the left side, the middle, or the right side. And she kind of explained, A is the left, B is the middle, C is the right. And we're like, oh, well we don't, we don't really care. And she's like, okay, well, A is right here. You can go ahead and check in and, and get an A. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, that works for us. That's where we were yesterday. Like I don't need to be right in front of the stage. Cause truthfully you can see better on the jumbo screen anyway. So mm -hmm. I wasn't upset about not trying to make a mad dash for the center. Cause there were more people lined up in the B section than there were in the A section anyway. So it's like, we're at least closer to the screen this way by getting an A. So um, we check in and then this day the guy is just, uh, how many? Two hands is two wristbands. Make sure you put those on before it starts. Okay, cool. Like it's a much more efficient than the guy trying to individually put it on every person right. that comes through. I don't mind putting on my own wristband. I can handle it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So that was that that part was a little bit more efficient. Um, and then figuring like, okay, this panel starts a half hour later. So it's probably gonna be like 9:30 before they start taking us up. 9:30 rolls around. And they still have like because around the escalators they have like garage doors <laughs> that like block it off. 
and like at nine thirty, the garage doors were still closing off the escalator. So it's like, well, I guess we're not going at nine thirty. Nine forty five rolls around and nothing's happening. And nine fifteen, we're like, it was like ten o'clock before they finally opened up the the escalators and everything. And it's like, man, this thing starts in a half hour. They're all starting to have some of those same feelings that James was having on Friday. <laughs> and then even after they opened it up, I'm like, okay, they opened it up. Now they're going to start moving people in. Cause you got at least five to 7,000 people down here in this basement and you're bringing them up a escalator single file granted it's three escalators for the three different sections but still single file up an escalator single file into the hall down the aisles and one by one filling up a row of of seats like it takes time to funnel 7500 people through three single file lines that takes time like it that's not a 30 minute process that's at least an hour <laughs> to be safe um <laughs> and it was like 25, 20 minutes before, before the lines started actually moving upstairs. And we were lucky enough that we got in like a, all, just under five minutes before the panel started. But like I said, we were pretty close to the front of our section. And it's like, man, there are tons of people still downstairs and it's now 1030 and they started it right on the dot. And granted, there were still people filing in for like the next 20 minutes taking seats. And so they didn't cut people off because that was one of the ones that was being live streamed as well. But so it was just weird. It's like, why did we not start sooner? Like, why did we wait until a half hour to start letting people come upstairs? The guy with the key to open the garage doors didn't show up. So. <laughs> I guess. And it, it's just weird because it's like, if, I can understand the standby line. You want to give people with the reservations as much time as possible to get there and get in before you start filling their seats with the standby. However, it's the first panel of the day in that hall. If you have a reservation, why not just let those people go directly into the hall and start seating them? And you have ushers so that way people aren't sprinkled all over the place. You have yep. ushers, you you fill them in row by row as they come in. Why are we yeah. all being shoved in the basement until 30 minutes before it starts to then be brought up to get seated? Yeah, it would make sense to, okay, if you have a reservation, be there by a certain time. We're going to fill you in after, after everybody with the reservation is let in. Hey, we have a hundred seats left over. We have a hundred standby people to go in, you know, or whatever it may be. Right. You know? yep. Yeah, if you know, yeah, it just seems like crazy to not open it. Okay, let's open it 20 minutes before it starts and let's hurt everybody in there really quick. And some aren't in there before it starts. Why not? We're standing, you're standing down there for an hour. Why not let you filter in? Yep. Uh, Naturally, as you show up, it, yeah, it'd be a lot smoother, less chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be easier for everybody the the guests if they want to blow and the they want to take in small groups too you know okay this line has 50 people and okay we're going to take 20 of you in and get you seated we'll come back and get the next 20 after we seat seat these guys you know whatever anything would have been better and that's kind of like what we were saying earlier it's like this isn't their first rodeo 
they the, the first <laughs> expo was in like 2009 so it's like how have we not learned at this point how to effectively efficiently get people into a big hall like this for a panel that has an official start time I can understand if you book the hall back to back and you got to let people come out and do any cleaning sweeping that you may need to do. And then, but people have already started lining up an hour before it starts. Especially Disney. I mean, come on. They're like the masters of crowd control. Right. 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 I mean, they know how to move people. They know how to keep people out of areas. They don't want them to go. They know how to get people to the areas they want them to go. They know how to deal with the guests that, want to try to get past you. I mean, they're, they're experts at it. Yes, they are. Sound like they sent their B team over to the expo and kept the A team at Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, they should have switched it because yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was they so got, bizarre. They got two years to straighten that out before I get there. Yeah. I mean, also if, if you need help planning at Disney, give me a shout. Yeah. Um, it was just weird. It. Like I had heard online before we even flew down is that, Friday is the worst day because for whatever reason, even the the cast that are working it, they're running on limited information. Nobody knows what's going on. And it takes a kind of a day of this chaoticness for anyone to kind of figure out a, a better way of doing it for whatever reason. It it takes a day for everyone to adjust. Yeah, and I, I've seen I've seen that before in things that I've been involved with where uh like you plan for this event and this is how we're going to do it. This is what's going to happen. And then the day of it, some guy decides, Oh, let's do it this way. Instead of the the plan we've been working on for the last six months, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Uh, to your point, uh, first D 23 was in 2009. I think that's what you said, right? Yeah. I believe that's what I said. Yeah. Cause uh, on August or September 13th was the, the last day of the first expo. So, and that was 2009. So, okay. So um, it was to me, it was just very strange. I kind of expected to some degree that across the board Friday morning, there was going to be confusion. There was going to be a lot of people that didn't know what was going on or where to go. But then when Tyler and I had such a good experience Saturday, I was very taken aback on Sunday when it was like, (laughs) where did the people from yesterday go? They had it figured out. Maybe James isn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I could, yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of understand. I mean, they do have it every two years. Uh, I, if they did this more often, yeah, you know, they probably have it, would have it down. But two years, you kind of, yeah, it's a long time to remember what were some of the issues. But it's Disney. They, you know, you would think, yeah, but yeah, someone needs you know. to take down the minutes. Like it can't be that hard to. <laughs> Someone yeah. spend five minutes online. You'll figure out what the issues are real quick. Yeah. You wouldn't, right. you wouldn't think it would be that difficult, but you know, who knows? All that's that being said, so that's why we're sitting here and they're sitting there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All that being said, it was an enjoyable experience. It was a little overwhelming at first, but once we kind of got the hang of it and felt a little less intimidated about standing in line to go through a booth or see what this place was selling it became a lot more enjoyable um got some cool pictures they had lots of photo ops everywhere and some of them were really cool some were better than others but um and it was cool for the different panels especially the major ones it seemed like 
everybody had something exclusive to pass out to the people that were there. So yes. like the first day I was able to get the pin. I know Cody and Tyler got some uh, different things on the panels they were at. Uh, the second panel I went to on, on Saturday was uh, kind of the people, the archives, the Disney archives in charge of putting together the, uh, Sounds like the, James had the panels that I would have wanted to go to. Right, right. That's what I was thinking too. Is I, yeah. It was like, man, these are the ones that Jason would want to go to. Yeah. But they had a, you know, they showed all the different posters that they were putting together for the hundred year celebration and the exhibit that's going to be touring the world. And so we got a, we got a special poster that they put together for that. And, you know, Teresa and I each got one. So it was kind of cool that it, at the different panels, they had different things to pass out that, seemed to be exclusive. And so that was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm super happy that I did the legends. I think if I had not done the legends uh, panel, I think if that panel would have been any different, I don't know that I would be all that excited to go back again, even though the experience did get better the rest of the day, Friday, it did get better on Saturday and Sunday. I felt like, Hey, I kind of know what's going on. Uh, I don't know that I would want to spend the money to go back without knowing that there was a, a good quality panel like the legends one, I thought that was great. And that, that's, that's funny you say that. Cause I remember when Cody was, when we were doing his Cody's corner and we were talking about the different panels each day. And I, I said, I would want to go that legends panel would have been the one. If I had to choose one for the whole weekend mm-hmm. would have been the one. And you're like, ah, I don't need to go to that one. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't, I could care less. <laughs> I wasn't interested in all, at yeah. all in going to that one. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. funny because James was giving us, updates about his experience Friday morning down in the basement and waiting to get brought up. And one of his texts prior to it starting said, man, I'm going to sue these people. (laughs) (laughs) And then his, you know, and it seemed like these really big panels didn't really stick to the timeframe. I think the legends one went over, um, the Lucasfilm Marvel one that Tyler and I were in on Saturday went over by an entire hour. It was supposed to be a two hour panel and we ended up being in there for three hours. Um, but by the time James came out of it, um, on Friday, it was, he was like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, you did like a complete 180. Yeah. That yep. was, it was kind of funny to see, um, his mentality shift there and i think kind of like how he's he's mentioned that kind of was the turning point for him and yeah allowing himself to appreciate and enjoy his his weekend there yeah yep because if if he didn't enjoy that panel with as bad as his morning was i really think it would have soured the whole weekend (laughs) for him like i I might be back on saturday you know i think he would have called it after friday to be honest I might not have. Yeah, I very well could have just said, forget it. We're going to sleep in on Saturday oh, and yeah. just go to the parks. Forget it. I still haven't had a chance to sleep in. So, yeah, <laughs> me either. Yeah, me either. Um, but, yeah. but like I said, we saw uh, there were a lot of fun photo opportunities throughout the <laughs> expo hall, the show floor. Um, lots of cool people dressed up in costumes, cosplay, things like that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome seeing all the people because there's no like if you go to a Disney park, there's specific rules, right? You can't wear face masks. You can't really try to dress up to emulate a princess or or a right. character. But at this thing, it's there's no holds barred. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, and people do what? whatever they want to do. <laughs> I saw I saw 
I saw quite a few pictures with some uh, pretty extravagant yeah. outfits. So, very extravagant, I mean, very like that was honestly one of my favorite things also was just walking around and seeing people dressed up the way that they were dressed right. up because it was, it was very cool. Was there one of the things I was going to ask is, uh, would the expo be worth it if you did not go to any panels, like just walking around, seeing the people, could you do that in a day and be okay? Uh, you know, you, a lot of the stuff you guys said about the virtual queue stuff sucked where you didn't know what was inside of a, an area and you kind of had to wait in line or get the virtual queue to go in to see if you wanted anything. Uh, yeah. could you, could you spend a day or two there and just walk around the floor and see people? Would it be enjoyable? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. 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 And, and Go ahead. The show floor was big enough to where granted we spent, you know, time in panels on, on Friday and on Saturday. Um, but it took, it took a couple of days before I felt that I had seen everything that right. there was to be seen out on the show floor. And then I'm still seeing pictures being circulated online and it's like, I never even saw that. Where where, where was that? that? You know, I don't, I don't know, Cody. If you got a survey, I got a survey on. Oh, yeah, Monday. I, haven't, did, I haven't looked did, at it yet. So so I went through and filled that out, and it's kind of funny because the survey is kind of uh, extensive. I mean, I think it probably. Took I guess I twenty. I got one too. Did I, you I get one too? Oh, yeah, because you had the you bought because I had the two tickets. I think it yeah. said like it would take like up to thirty minutes to complete or something. Yeah. Yeah. It took me quite a while, but it's funny because as it's going through, it's like, what did you think of this exhibit? And it's like, you know, uh, one, it was okay. Five, it was fantastic. Or I didn't hear of it. I wasn't aware of it. And I was yeah. just going through and I was like, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, there's a lot I wasn't aware of happening there. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of me, and, and it's tough because I haven't been to Disneyland since February. I bought a four-day park pass so that way I could go to the park in the evenings, afternoon evenings after the convention. Um, but the convention was from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Part of me wished that I didn't have as many park days purchased that I had a pressure of trying to get my money's worth out of and that I had let myself, you know, relax more at the convention and really take my time and look at things and explore booths and really just go to and through everything there was that I could do. Um, because there were certainly things that I, I did in or I passed on because at a glance it didn't look that interesting or, well, we're, we got to we're wanting we to remember that for next park, time. you know. Um, and so part of me wished that, you know, I had went to the park on Thursday, the day before, and the rest of the day, days I would have just spent at the convention center. And if I got done at the end of the day Saturday and didn't feel like I wanted to explore the show floor on Sunday after the panel, at least at that point, I know I had really combed through the entire show floor and saw everything that I wanted to see. Um, and then I could have just gone back to the hotel and relaxed in the air conditioning or went to the pool. Cause man, it was hot. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, um, yeah, I have to remember that for 2024. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think when it's, when there's an expo like that, you know, maybe fly in a, you know, a day or two early, go to the park then but once the convention starts just dedicate right. 
my time to that. Um, at least me personally. So there, there we go. We'll fly in Wednesday night. We'll go to the park on a Thursday. We'll go to convention Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll hit the park on Monday and then fly out Tuesday. That works. There you go. It's a date. Let's do it. Yeah. So, but I would definitely go again. I am bummed that we didn't get more reservations because there were other panels that I really would have enjoyed going to. And I think for some of these smaller panels, even if without a reservation, it seemed like, because I was getting notifications from the D23 Expo app and they'd be like, oh, there's still seating available for this panel that starts in 15 minutes. Head your way over to Hall, you know, North Hall, whatever, you know. And I, so I think, you know, outside of like the legends and the studio announcement panels, I think some of like the archive uh, panels and some of the ones that were a little bit smaller that maybe would have been more niche audiences, it would have been a lot easier to get in on standby. Um, And so that would have been another reason that I wished I had not gone to the park as much in the afternoons and evenings to try waiting in a standby for some of those other ones that I would have been interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and cause I feel like that really helps round out the experience as much fun as the show floor is. If you, if you didn't get in any panels, you could certainly have a good time on the show floor, looking at people's costumes, collecting your freebies from the different booths and buying whatever merchandise you want to buy. But I really do feel like the panels are a really unique experience um and you can get cool stuff from them too i mean we watched 15 minutes of the new avatar movie that comes out in december of this year in the panel we were at on saturday and they passed out really fancy dolby 3d glasses and got to see it in 3d and just how amazing these visuals are in this movie and it was incredible it's so it sold me so much on watching it um with with the Dolby experience at a movie theater to the point where I don't have a movie theater with the Dolby experience in, in Logan here in cash Valley, I'd have to drive a minimum of 30 minutes to an hour to get that kind of a movie experience. But it sold me on. And when that movie comes out, I'll buy tickets out of town to watch that movie because of how crystal clear this movie looks. But I know if I go see it at my local theater that's dumpy, <laughs> it's not going to do this movie justice. Now seeing what it can look like and what it's supposed to look like. And of course, we got a free poster at the parks panel. Um, they announced that there was a new bakery coming to bakery and like um, Cajun cuisine. Was it Cajun? No, because wasn't Ca- uh, Cuban. I think it was Cuban cuisine. Yeah, I think so. Um, coming to downtown Disney. And I guess it's really popular in Southern California. It's called Porto's Porto's. Um, and they arranged with this bakery to make 7,500 sample boxes. And they passed out 7,500 boxes of three pastries in each box to everybody in attendance. There was three in there. There was three. There was a, there was a, there was a no one shared with me. 
I thought there was just one, so I didn't want to ask. If I knew there was three, I would have made you both give one up. Oh, man, they were, <laughs> they were good. There was a churro croissant. Shut up. I don't want to hear anymore now. A, a cream cheese Danish and a uh, passion fruit lime cookie. And they were all incredible. Better get that beeping buddy button ready. <laughs> get the... No, this this bakery is supposed to be supposedly pretty popular, I guess, there in Southern California. I did look at their website. Apparently, you can order uh, stuff where they'll ship it to you, and you can actually bake it at home. So I was oh, actually looking at their I was looking at their menu uh, after we kind of parted ways on Sunday. Um, I was kind of looking at their menu online and thinking, man, I need to I need to give this a shot. Order some. So I think I might do that. Well, sounds like you guys had a good time. Yes, it was good. Yeah, yeah, good. Started good. out frustrating. It redeemed yeah. itself pretty quickly. It had fun at the parks. Oogie Boogie was fun. Uh, oh yeah, let's just, let's spend a few minutes on Oogie before yeah, we get out of, out of here. I think Oogie Boogie, at least from my experience, was pretty much like any other Oogie Boogie. It okay. It did seem to me like maybe it was a little bit more crowded. I don't know if it was because it was a D twenty three exclusive uh, event. <laughs> uh, one thing kind of was a little upsetting to me at the beginning. Uh, Teresa and I got in line for pictures with the headless horseman. And I noticed as they were, as the photo pass photographer was taking the pictures that she was scanning, you know, usually there's either a physical card or you scan the app, the QR code on the app, but she was scanning their, their, uh, wristbands. Cause you get a wristband when you get into the event. And so I'm looking on the wristband and I see a QR code, which I had never seen on there before. And so when we get up there and she takes all her pictures, I was like, can you scan this? And she said, yeah, you just need to link it to the app. So I was like, okay, cool. So I had her scan the QR code on my wristband. I went ahead and linked it to my app. It said, okay, you know, any pictures you take will show up here, but my pictures never showed up. So I'm a little bummed because Mm. none of my pictures with the headless horseman showed up. So it's almost like you had to have that linked before. I don't know. She said you could link it after. I, I, I was actually looking, not really actively looking, but I'd heard a lot of people uh, I, I've heard that a lot of people have been having problems with PhotoPass lately. Like I saw someone post, you know, hey, here's six pictures that showed up in my PhotoPass thing. I have no idea who these people are. Do you, does anyone know who they are? I want to get their pictures to them. And in the comments on that post, a lot of people are saying, yeah, that's been happening a lot lately. So I don't know if they're just having a glitch in their system or what, but I was a little bummed about that. Other than that, the Oogie Boogie was was fine. Um, hot as hell. Yeah, it was super hot. Uh, you know, kind of my perspective with Oogie Boogie is is – it's cool, but you know, it's hard to be there for what I want to be there for. You know, it's cool if you want to go on some rides cause the lines are usually pretty short. I like to go and get pictures. It's hard to get pictures with the characters. And I know we've talked about this before. They're all in a treat trail. They don't want you to stop and take pictures. They're just kind of off, you know, not in the distance, but they're a good five to 10 feet away from where the lines are. So you have to walk by them fairly quickly and they're, kind of interacting with the the line as they're walking by, but you don't really have time to stop and they definitely don't have time to pose with you. So for that, it's kind of a a disappointment to me. And it did seem to me a lot more crowded than other times that I've been there. At least that was my thought. Teresa and I ended up leaving early, but it was also, it was a, it was a long few days and we didn't have a whole lot of rest. So I think Teresa and I ended up leaving early. I think Tyler and Cody, I don't know if they say till the end and then, Hopped over to Disneyland. I'm not really 100% sure. Um, we watched the the 10 
or 1030 parade, whatever time that second parade was. Uh-huh. Um, and then as soon as the parade was over, we hopped over to Disneyland for about an hour. Gotcha. And so it yeah. was about midnight before we were leaving Saturday. Yeah. Well, I have never been. So next week will be my first time because we got tickets for Tuesday night. You definitely, so. you definitely, if you're going to want to be getting candy, definitely have your kids bring some bags because they'll give you a little bag when you go in. But that right. bag literally gets filled up with one treat trail because they put stuff, they'll put in like individual pieces of candy, but they'll also put in like a, a bag of apple slices or a bag mm. of small carrot sticks or small bags of popcorn and those types of things. As soon as you get one of each of those in there, like it takes up the whole bag. So you definitely right. want to bring like a, yeah, we've got some, or some we've got some Disney, things. we've got some Disney trick or treat bags from the past that we bought at, at the, at the store there. Yeah, uh, we haven't dug them out yet. She was, she, she was looking at the, she, she saw some Disney Halloween bags and she was like, Oh, they'll have them at the, you know, world of Disney or whatever. But I was like, don't count on it. Cause you may get there. And I saw people sold out. going into stores uh, during Oogie Boogie, looking for them, asking for them and people were being turned away. Yeah. They didn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have a couple backpacks probably. And then yeah. we can dump, dump stuff in the backpacks, but yeah. And yeah, I, doing- I've also heard that if you go later uh, as it gets closer to the end of the event that they'll start giving you more candy because they're trying to get rid of it. Uh-huh. But I've also experienced a couple places where if you wait till later, they actually start to run out in places. So right. it's kind of kind of time it right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing that Tuesday. Uh, cool. So we'll see. We'll see how it is. And then, we'll, all right. And then we'll, we'll meet you guys there uh, on Thursday. Oh, that's right. Are you guys, you guys are going to be there, right? Yes. Okay, because we'll be in Disneyland on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we're doing Disneyland Monday, uh, DCA Tuesday, uh, taking the day off Wednesday. And we're going to Oogie Boogie Bash Tuesday night, taking the day off Wednesday. We're actually driving out to Santa Monica to the pier and the beach. Cool. And then we'll go into Disneyland on Thursday. And then we're starting in DCA on Friday. But like I've mentioned before, I have to end the day at Disneyland. So we'll be hopping over there in the afternoon. Right. So. Yeah, I'll be driving down Wednesday after work again. So if I don't end up there till two okay. o'clock in the morning, yeah, I might just I might just keep my distance from you a little bit on Thursday because I'll be in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah we'll be at the There's we're no staying at the Anaheim Hotel have to get up early, so sleep in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can be there Thursday and Friday, or just Thursday. Thursday and Friday, we're okay. Checking out Friday though, and I don't know if we'll stay the full day, but okay. uh, we've got our reservations for starting at DCA. Okay. And uh, we might just leave early afternoon, mid afternoon, because we'll be driving home that night. Sounds good. Yeah, we got. We're trying out the Anaheim Hotel for the first time. So cool. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Well, since you say that, just one last thing before we go. The uh, Gumball Rally. They announced over the weekend that the date for next year, February fourth, two thousand twenty-three. So, put it on your calendars. We could talk about that more next time we record. And uh, yeah. February 4th. All right. So anyone that wants to go, anyone that's heard us talk about it, let's go. Sounds good. I got to I probably contact, I don't know, there's got to be an email address I can contact because we've got, we might have five people going. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Marsha, Maddie wants to go, Kaylee wants to go, and Calvin said he wants to go, but you can only do teams of four. Right. So Kaylee and Calvin were considering being their own team, but then there's a possibility one of them can't go. So I got to, I got to, 
email them, say, hey, if we buy a three-person team and then a two-person team, but somebody on the two-person team backs out, can we join? We've got a ticket for them. Can they just jump into our four pair, you know, make it a four-person team? And obviously lose money on the one that can't go because it's non-refundable. But uh, instead of having two teams, just have one team of four. So it'll be interesting to see what they say. Um, Yeah. But we should talk definitely between now and then because I'm trying to get Tyler to go also. And, uh, you know, Jen and I are usually on a team of two. Uh, Would love to have Tyler on our team or if there's a possibility of another team, maybe also. But hopefully he can make it as well. But okay, we could talk about it more as we yeah. go Yeah, on. I just got to contact and say, hey, as it gets closer, if somebody drops out, can we absorb one on a three-person team, make it a four-person team, and you yeah. know, et cetera. So. Yep. Cool. So we will see. We will see. And that's the plan. Uh, you know, We're not doing anything on that Friday. We're staying <laughs> at the hotel, uh, relaxing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it a little different this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if Jason knows but I won't be there. Yeah, oh, you know. Okay. Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sucks to be you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> well, he's going to be on a cruise, so that'll be fine. Yeah. It's yeah. just we've been thinking all along because if you look at the history of this, it's always the second Saturday or whatever Saturday. in February and it's been consistent. I think we look back for like the last 5 years. And this year they happened to bump it up a week for week. whatever reason. I have no idea why. Yeah. So, so I, I really thought we'd be, plans. we'd be yeah. in the clear. Cause what this is on February 4th, we don't get back on our cruise. We come back into Florida on February 5th. Yeah. So like we're just missing it. So I was kind of bummed because yeah. it was like, oh, I thought we yeah. were going to be in the clear. Like it, it was going to, be some convincing trying to do both those things back to back. But yeah, I had a few months to, to, con- to yeah. do cause I'm convincing. Oh, you could have done right. it. I, all it would have taken is just me calling up and talking to your wife and telling her, we're going to smoke you guys this year. And her, <laughs> her competitiveness would have kicked in and you guys would have been in for sure. As a matter yeah. of fact, I might call her and do that. And you guys might come home early from the cruise. If I do that. <laughs> I, she's pretty dang excited for this cruise. Yeah. yeah. We've never been anywhere tropical together. So that'll be cool. <laughs> Other than California this last week. Cause it was hot and humid. Uh, no, that'll well, be cool. right. You guys will be having a lot of fun and we wish you guys were going to be with us, yeah. but it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's end this one. This has been a long one. So yeah. And before uh, just real quick, Nicknames for Jason. I'm going to propose. <laughs> I've already proposed Juicy Jason. I'm going to propose Jazzy Jason, and we'll just see what other kind of suggestions we get. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Jazzy Jason. Jason. Uh, I'm just. I'm just going to be just Jason. Just Jason. <laughs> just Jason. No. Just Jason. You can include the just on there. It'll be just Jason. Uh, all right. Well, let's get out of here. Yes. Uh, Social media, like us on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast, Twitter at Talking Disney, Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast, which Cody's supposed to be doing something on there. Email us at TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, www.TalkingDisneyPodcast.com, where the site or the show will be loaded prior to making its way out to all the various streaming services. So uh, I hope you enjoyed James and Cody's experiences at D23. Uh, it wasn't either of them yelling 
FD23 or I don't know if they were booing Bob Chapek or not, but sounds like they had a good time. Wish I was there, but hey, I, uh, I, 2024. I like Bob Chapek. <laughs> I, I I thought about doing a shirt uh, uh, with you know, I love Bob Chapek on it or something to wear to Disney. See see the reaction I would get. But on that note, I I really expected him to make an appearance at the parks panel because. In years past, uh, Bob Iger would at least make a small appearance at the Parks panel. Who was it, Josh? It was Josh, which he's the yeah. chairman of Parks and Resorts now. Um, but typically the CEO is also there at least to introduce the chairman of of the parks. But he did not. I think after Friday, he's like, whatever appearances he was going to make, I think he's like, I ain't going back out on that stage. <laughs> Bob, I uh, think you're doing a great uh, job. Keep it up, buddy. Keep this see, I would have went out strong. And, Keep raising the prices. And it, it, went, it went down for the stock went down for four bucks. <laughs> need to start buying again. That's yeah. I, I would have went to every panel if I was him. Let's keep the riffraff <laughs> out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's all we got tonight. Uh, Sounds good. No episode next week. Cause I'll be, uh, I'll be in the parks. So, um, sounds good. Hopefully we'll see you guys hot. in like two weeks. Yeah, me too. Me too. Cause Marsh is not a big fan of the hot. So, uh, we will see. Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, and, uh, hope you enjoyed their experiences and, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See you real soon.
Shine. It's just a matter of time before we learn how to fly.